So hello, hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Cars with me, Tyreek. Um, for those of you that don't know what this is about, I like to talk about you know vehicles that um kind of spike your interest in me. I like to talk about my experiences with automobiles. I mainly prefer talking about the classics because, you know, I mean, that's not really the era I grew up in, but that is the era I favor. But don't get it twisted. I do love new cars as well. I cover it all. I'm not really going to dive in. You know, sometimes I dive into the specs, maybe, you know, the different variations. But usually it's um, me going off the top and conversing about the vehicle, um, conversing about if I have any experience with it. And... Um, just going down the line of things that I enjoy or things that I hate about the vehicle as well. But we also talk about not just cars, but, you know, talk about a little bit of other stuff, you know, some motorcycles, some racing stuff. But today, it's elegance, it's engines, it's exciting new features make other cars seem ordinary. The Ford Edsel. For some people that don't know what that is, Ford Edsel was a division created by Ford in 19, what, 56? And only lasted about three years. Now, the Ford Edsel car itself was a different styling option. It, it was supposed to be, because at the time, Ford had Lincoln, Mercury, and it had the newly formed Edsel. And it was trying to use Edsel, Lincoln, and Mercury as a division, as a um, luxury division. Now, Lincoln, as we know, took off because there's still Lincolns to this day. Lincoln is a very noticeable car. You know, there's the Lincoln Continentals, the Navigators, whatever the case. Lincoln is Ford. They tried to do the same with the Edsel. Now, there was the Edsel Corsair. Um, they had the Jesus. They had a whole bunch of different Edsel options that came through. Um, they had the Pacer, the Ranger, then in the station wagon uh, versions, they had the Roundup, they had the Bermuda, the uh, Edsel. I believe they had what else? They had the Villager as well. Now, like I said, during the time, okay. Ford had done a whole bunch of researching and marketing and all that stuff. So I'll dive into that real quick. All right, now, the research part of everything. Ford wanted to make a full-size car. Um, and they wanted it to attain to the $5,000 price line. Where more pe most people was at during that time frame, 1950s, early 60s, right? Well, 1950s, because that's when they did all the research. And... You know, the stylings of the cars from the 1950s, it, it results from like the Bel Air types with the wings, you know, with the eccentric um, stylings and, 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 you know, the spaceship type format, I guess, if you want to call it, where it has the uh, rounded top. Um, and of course, if, if we, um, you know, dive into the next few years in the 1960s, early 60s, everything went into the b-body style cars with the harder lines and uh less curvy features um but ford had done their research during the 1950s and they wanted to 
input a new luxury line. They did some research trying to figure out if their car would make it in that market. And sure enough, it did because it was Ford. Ford was at Ford was what top five companies, top five car making companies, of course, because of the fact that they created basically that first assembly line and all that good stuff. It, it Ford did that. So, you know, it's only right that Ford was honestly very successful during that time. And they didn't really put out the styling of the car. They never they they sure they did a few little slight reveals where they the car was still in the tarp or the vision or it was blurred a little bit, but they never fully revealed what the car would look like. And I have to say that would make a big statement based off what the cars look like. Most people would well, why do they buy a car? Not not only the performance, but what they uh look like and you know the styling and, and how the look of the car makes someone feel. Now, with that, they went on to market the car. They even had a show that came on on CBS, I think, in, well, in 1950, 1957 or some shit, where it was called The Edsel Show. Came on on CBS and it basically just highlighted the points of the car, just marketing it out to the people. CBS was basically the most watched um channel i guess i mean i don't know how many channels they had back then three four five i don't know that's just a little jokey joke to the old heads um but yeah they 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 tried very hard with the um with the commercial marketing but they never truly revealed like the full finished style of the car now it was designed by roy brown jr and the car was named after the son of henry ford now the ford family itself was very opposed to to the naming of the car after anyone in the Ford family because they didn't want their name attached to some damn hubcap rolling down the street. Okay. The Ford name, sure, but not that, not the first name that defines who you are. You know what I mean? And, you know, with the headquarters in Michigan, I think in Allen Park or something like that, you know, uh, for Edsel, they were obviously well placed at the time for the marketing that they were trying to do. But the styling, the fact that they didn't actually reveal the styling, it truly showed that the styling fit the era, but it was still too late. It was still past the era where those cars were truly in fashion. Like, you know, with the Bel Air styling, with the wings on the back, you know, um, the Belvedere with that. I don't know, really know what that what it has on the front end, but it's more it's very curvy as it leads into the uh, headlights and the car wasn't really fitting people at that time wanted the compact style cars now obviously those cars are not actually compact now because they were still pretty big but the corsair and the edsels were you know outstandingly grand outstandingly huge it was like i said a full size a full size car most people wanted the two-door coupes hard bodies and you know what i mean and the release of the car happened in the late 50s when at that time people were starting to move into the smaller body style cars you know i'm not really sure what was going on during that time but people were looking for you know the compact cars and that stole the attention away from the edsel 
Now, not only the marketing aspect, because they had the whole TV show and they did so many different snippets and all that, they had invested $250 million into the Edsel brand for it to become its own division, as well as another $400 million invested into Ford itself. Needless to say, they lost all of that money. All of it. Now, the car, you know, it had a whole lot of hype behind it. And when it released, it sold as expected from something that would have hype behind it. It sold well in its first few months. But literally by the timing of the end of the year, if its release came out, you could clearly tell that that there was a down sale. Like, you could clearly tell that Ford was not selling the way that they thought they would. The whole operation basically only lasted about three or four years okay the whole edsel brand division was scrapped in 1960 in late 1959 early 1960 and they basically lost like i said 250 million dollars trying to put that car out with all the investments that they had the investment that they put in into the edsel division and the investment that they got into ford in general it was really just a matter of the wrong car wrong time because I mean, I'm pretty sure if they dialed it back five or seven years, you know, they they would have sold a little bit better. They would have sold at, at the rate that they were kind of expecting. But diving into late 50s, into the early 60s, no, that car is not going to sell. Not the way that it was styled. Okay. And another thing that came about from that car, it, the building process was horrendous. You know, you you know, with with Ford and the assembly line, they had workers on the assembly line, right? Now, Ford never had a clear uh, factory, like a, a actual factory, fully um, designated to f- making the Edsels. Now, the people that were you know putting together and you know use a lot utilizing their tools and whatnot didn't feel like switching out to do an Edsel, switching out tools and things like that to do an Edsel. I didn't have to switch it all back in order to continue building the Mercury, the Fords, the Lincolns, okay? So they skimped away on that and they used improper pieces. And shortly after the luxury air quote, quote unquote, luxury brand, okay, came about, it surfaced a ton of reliability issues surfaced and you couldn't really find parts because of the fact that the parts were basically interchangeable with misplaced parts okay so you had an edsel with mercury parts on it and if you try to go if you if you try to swap out the parts and pieces things don't fit things don't work because then you'll you'll get actual edsel pieces or, or something like that and because of the way the car was manufactured shit wouldn't fit and shit wouldn't work out and you know, they had so many different variations as well. Like, I think I named, what, seven or eight. They had those variations as well, and none of them sold. Because not only was Edsel competing with other brands in, like, GM, you know, um, they were also competing with its other cars. Ford at the time what had the Galaxy that was out, the Galaxy 500 or something like that. They had... Um, the Lincoln brand as well, as well as the Mercury brand. There are other two more popular luxury brands that were actually selling, but they still wanted to compete with not only those, but also the Buicks, the Plymouths. They wanted it to compete with that. That didn't really get them nowhere. That didn't get them far. Now, 
if you've ever I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if y'all have seen what an edzo looks like but definitely look it up it's hilarious it, it just doesn't look right i mean for the time i guess i would say that 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 it's a remarkable styling it's something that would definitely catch any and everyone's attention if it was rolling by in, in today's world i'd be like what the hell was that you know what i mean but at the time it was defined uh, i forgot what that magazine how it I think a, a horse collar grill that resembled an Oldsmobile sucking on a lemon. Yeah, the grill is one of its most noticeable styling changes and styling pieces. It had a center grill and it looked like a teardrop upside down. That's what it looked like. And it was kind of pinched in like like it was blowing a kiss or something like that. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Basically, pucker up. Take a, that. That's what the front end looked like, kind of. And that was not gonna sell in that time frame if, if you read the cars that came about in the 1960s that looked nothing like that man looked nothing like that you could tell with the mustangs the camaros the uh, impalas that came about in that era in the early 60s and mid 60s you will clearly see that that car would not have sold for a long period of time it was not gonna sell at all and it only took a year for them to realize the failure as a, they put it into they put the Edsel in damn near every dealership across the nation and across the world, or as many like popular popular dealerships as they can. Within a year's time, it was pulled from damn near all of them. I think it was restricted to the U.S. maybe after a certain amount of time, and then shortly after that, it was just scrapped completely because the car was not bringing in no money whatsoever. Now, remember what I said, that they spent a lot of time and a lot of energy promoting it and marketing it and it was about to be this big commercial success but now edzel is actually the word edzel the car failed so horribly that the word edzel is used to define a commercial failure a commercial failure the car with the reliability issues of lazy workers because i believe the reason that they didn't want to do that is because there wasn't they got paid based off of the car that they did or something like that or based off of this the type of car because lincoln was their luxury brand so more attention and detail had to be put into it and therefore they got paid a higher commission or something i don't know how it worked they got paid a little bit more for doing the lincoln paid a little bit you know for doing the uh mercury but there wasn't any trade-off for the edzo which was supposed to be the tip top of the luxury brand so they didn't bother putting in that much effort and energy into it and you know reliability issue surface you know um different parts and pieces were misplaced or wasn't put in at all that causes a lot of problems um The different variations that they had didn't really sell either. The station wagons model did not sell any goddamn thing. Um, you know, they had the the two doors and four doors or whatever, but that didn't really do much uh, outside of the first three or four months. Um, everybody was more into the compact car, and that's what pulled a whole lot of attention away from the Edsel. They kept marketing to, well, they kept the research that they did wasn't looking at the future. They were just looking at the past and sort of present. Basically, they were looking at what sold in the past, what could keep selling or what is still selling now. 
but they didn't think about what would what are the people drawing to what is growing in the industry what what are the people buying more now you know buying more of what is what seems to be increasing they didn't do that and they didn't realize compact car was coming to uh tear their ass up literally they were outsold by gm buick plymouth all that they were outsold by it all and i think ford learned it the hard way don't put the henry ford's son's name on anything like that again um well of course they didn't know that it was going to be a failure they didn't know it was going to be a blunderbuss of of nonsense but they do now and i don't think they've ever done that since um another example of a commercial fit would be the would be like the sierra when ford this was like 25 years or so or 28 years or so after the ford edsel's failure the sierra came out but the way that ford did it with the sierra is they they changed they did something different with the marketing because what they learned and noticed is that if the car ain't selling put it in racing now i think the edsel was a part of nascar but it didn't win anything so it don't really matter but with the sierra a few years later everybody thought it was just going to be another edsel but of course with that came with the sierra came the what the rs cosworth which the Kazi is amazing, which took rally championships on another level and racing championships to another level. And that car didn't sell as they expected, but it still sold. And because of the racing aspect of it, everybody is, you know, yeah, I got this family car, whatever, but it could whoop your asses. You know what I mean? That's what sold the Sierra. That's what sold the Cosworth. People, Ford, I guess they know what they have to do. I guess at that time they knew what they had to do to avoid another Edsel, but they damn sure came close to it again. So I'm glad that they learned from their lesson. Either way, I don't think they had as much money invested into the Sierra anyway. I mean, they had over 400 million, which would be like what, 2 billion today? Or 1.5 billion? I don't know how the number trades up, but it would be a lot of money today. And they lost damn near all of it going after this Edsel. But yeah, they learned their lesson. They learned their lesson. Um, that's it for me. I just wanted to go on, you know, a little, a little chat about the Edsel. Like I said, if you, well, ugh, Corsair or whatever the hell. But um, yeah, if you want to find out more shit about this, yo, y'all got Google, man. Google that shit. Um, if you seriously though, definitely Google a picture of the car. Let me know what you think about the style, and y'all can hit me up on my social media. Uh, that's Instagram and Twitter at Tyreek Waldron. That's T A R I G W A L D R O N. Um, definitely send me some, send me whatever you want on there. Uh, let me know what, let me know what you think about the Edsel, and uh, let me know what you think about the Corsair and its other variations, the Bermuda, the Village, the Roundup. Let me know what you think. Let me know if that's something you would have bought during that time frame if you had to live there. If you had to live during that time, um. That's about it from me. Hope you enjoy. Have a good weekend. Good week. Good night. Good day. Whatever the case may be. Peace. Adios.